All right, we come to you on this uh, Tuesday evening after a beautiful day, the nicest day of the year by far. Made you think about summer, made you think about Memorial Day weekend, made you think about all the beautiful days that are uh, yet to come, made you hope things get better in a hurry. Brought to you, as always, by Casamigos Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it on this Tuesday evening. Uh, we'll take it right up till 6.30. Susan and John tonight after the Yankees and the Phillies, uh, 2009 version. They'll take your calls after they uh, play that game for you this evening. And I'll take your call soon. So uh, I'm having a little problem with my voice. My wife just brought me a lozenger, which I hope works. But my throat's a little raspy tonight. So get aboard right now. And I'll get to your calls in a minute. So I'm not going to talk that much. Then I'll let you guys talk. But what we do know is in the last couple of minutes. And I did on the uh, hour I do on Radio.com, I did one of the business writers, John Oren, who's one of the top guys doing that, about the business of sports because we knew things were starting to come together. There's been talk today about the NFL, the NFL talking about a plan that would get them out of people's way until the 15th of October. They would like to come back and play regular time, start regular time, start regular second week in September and play their regular season. But if they need to do some stuff to get out of people's way for stadiums uh, and for television, they may start the NFL on 10-15 and then play the Super Bowl on – there would be 17 weeks with no week off, and they would play the Super Bowl on February 28th in Tampa. That is a consideration. It doesn't mean it's done. I said the NFL would prefer not to do that, but they do have that plan on the board. October 15th start, 228 Super Bowl. Now, you've just heard the me, if you were listening on radio.com. If not, what I was talking about was the story that just broke from Bob Nightingale, basically that the baseball is looking at a 100-110-game uh, package starting in late June, first game by July 2nd at the latest, uh, two, three 10-team divisions, all, so all the teams geographically that you would expect, East-West, Midwest, Yankees, Mets, Phillies, etc., Pirates, all in the same division. Red Sox, of course. Um, three ten-team leagues, and then playoffs. The World Series will be played into late November. That is the plan. They play between 100 and 110 games. Now, there is a rift brewing between the players and the owners. The players have been paid through May 31st. They accepted $170 million for the first two months for veteran players that came to for almost a little under $5,000 million, $5, a, game, a day for veteran guys. Um, the earlier plan to play the whole season in Dallas, Tampa, or Arizona has been knocked down. According to the report that Nightingale had, a lot of veteran players led by Kershaw and Trout did not want to be away from their families for that long. There are two things that have to happen here. Number one, the players and the owners have to agree that if they play in empty stadiums, which they most likely will, how much they get paid. The players are saying they get paid in full. That would mean there are teams that would lose hundreds of thousands of dollars a week. That's not happening. Now, the other thing that the players have been adamant about is and everyone's been adamant about this, and that's why you're going to hear this, and that's why I've been on this for weeks on end, okay? Testing, testing, testing. The players said they will not be back until the nation has a full testing program implemented. 
the governors are telling you that no state is opening until there is a full implemented program. New York City will not open until there is a testing program. The testing program has not nearly been done. The idea that we have been testing well is nonsense. We have been testing terribly. We haven't even tested 2% of the population. A lot of the tests haven't even worked. Some of the places being sanctioned for testing, no one even knows if the tests even work. There's no, ma- there's no central organization of the tests. They're all different kinds of tests. They all tell you different things. It needs to be done on a fully ramped up national marshal plan level by the federal government where you have FEMA, where you have the CDC, where you have everybody in the nation, every organization that is even available, National Guard, military, everybody involved and ratchet this up to the height of it being like we were invaded. If we do not do that, it will take us months and months and months to get back. And we already laid at this. This should have been done. I've been screaming about this for six weeks. Doctors have been screaming about this for six weeks. We don't have the materials. I'm not spending the whole show on it, but the bottom line is until we get that, you won't have a baseball season if you don't get that. You won't have New York reopen if you don't get that. That has to happen, and it hasn't even begun. So until you see that, you don't have a plan. Now, can this plan work for baseball? We hope so. And here's the one thing I'll say. We know how tough the player association is in baseball. We know how it's the toughest union in the business. They're great fighting in court. They, you know, they hear Marvin Miller in their ears. They echoes it echoed it always for fear and order. They've always been brilliant in court. We all know everything that the that the union's always done. Both the players and the owners have to look at what's going on in this country, and they have to realize that baseball can play a role in its healing. All sports can. And there comes a time where, as billion-dollar owners and, and millionaire players, okay, you show that you're grateful for what you have in life. And you realize in a country where 50,000 have already died from this virus and a hundred and a million have already been inflicted and where you see people who are working for minimum wage risk their lives that they can get infected by this thing and go to work every day and work at hospitals and feed people and clean the hospitals and carry the garbage and do everything they have to do. And you know what? They could sit home and get unemployment and they don't because you know what? They weren't made that way. In this country where you're seeing that kind of sacrifice, if you can't see some sacrifice and generosity from both the owners and the players in baseball, then the hell with both of them. And I'm telling you, these are the words you're never supposed to utter on the air as a broadcaster. If that happens, don't ever buy another ticket. Because they're not worthy of it. There comes a time where, you know what? It's not a sacrifice. It's the right thing to do. You know, and and I'm not using this for any reason. When everybody came to FAN and asked anybody who made money, 
to give up part of their salary so that other people kept their jobs. Not one person, not one person balked at it. Not one. Everyone said yes. Some even said, can I do more? To have baseball players, if they dare hold out for every dollar, good riddance. We'll take your calls when we come back. As the COVID-19 pandemic reshapes life in America, it is essential that uh, everybody protect everybody's most basic human right to nutritious food. Why Hunger is activating the Rapid Response Fund to provide immediate economic relief and direct support to the people most impacted by the hunger and poverty that is so apparent during this crisis. Uh, If you need assistance, 1-800-5-HUNGRY. If you want to donate, it's the same number, 1-800-5-HUNGRY. 1-800-5-HUNGRY. If you have food on the table and more than you need, then make a donation. If you don't and you don't know where to turn, call 1-800-5-HUNGRY and they'll take care of you. Okay? We've been involved with these people for a very, very long time. They are very good at what they do. Every year at Thanksgiving, you've heard me uh, plead their case. Uh, I know their work. I know the people very well. Uh, They do a wonderful job. They are always essential. They've never been more essential than they are now. So, again, 1-800-5-HUNGRY. If you need their help, they're there. They will get you what you need. You don't know where to turn, turn to them. Uh, If you can't feed your family, don't go somewhere else. Call them, 1-800-5-HUNGRY. And if you have more than you need, you know what? Then just give anything you can, a dollar, two, five. They can use it. Uh, Food is in short supply right now. You know there's issues right now with things going on at meat plants, at things going on with different parts of the food cycle. Okay. I mean, even the delivery system. I mean, you have farmers destroying food because they can't get it delivered. Destroying milk because they can't get it delivered. And places need milk. Think about that. Think about the craziness of just the perversity of that possibility that you have farmers destroying food and destroying milk because they cannot get it delivered. And how delicate that cycle is. And there's places where they're out of food. And there's lines for food. And there's a lot of people unemployed. Not everybody's gotten a check yet. You know, that system takes time. So if you don't have somewhere to turn, 1-800-5-HUNGRY. And if you are fortunate that it hasn't knocked at your door, well, give what you can. George in Long Island starts us off. What's up, George? Michael, first thing, I'm a first responder police officer here down here in Nassau County. We've met several times, and I just want to say a couple of things. To the men and women who are running at it, running at it instead of running away from it, thank you, God bless you, and stay safe. Absolutely. And amen to you, Mike, what you just said about Major League Baseball players, people. Have a heart. I mean, please. I mean, listen, they're lucky enough to have the lives they have. And listen, nobody takes it away from them. They have great talent. But, you know, sometimes you got to sometimes be aware of what's going on in the world. 
I mean, if they're going to fight over millions and millions and millions of dollars, why people don't have, well, pipe, well, there's 25 million people that don't have a job. I mean, come on. Mike, you know what? You give back what you can give, like you just said, to the food banks. You know, maybe it's about time they get unselfish and say, hey, you know what? Maybe we could give back right now and worry about I agree. finances later. Because my family has food on the table. And some of the owners, and some head. of them do. And listen, a lot of them do. I'm not saying some of them don't. Some of them are very generous. Some of the players are very generous. I'm not saying they're not. Absolutely. But again. What about the minor league kids? You know, yeah. these guys too, you know, in the system. Big issue hey, right you know now. What? Let's, let's just put people back and let people be happy. Thanks for the call. Be well. Uh, Paul in Rockland. What's up, Paul? Hey, uh, I just had a quick question. Two questions. Yeah. Uh, number one, I agree with you with the whole players thing. But what is, I mean, I don't want the money going back to the owners. Where, where does that mm-hmm. money go that they, they forfeit or, or give up? Listen, it's not about that. It's about this. Look, the money's not there. The question is coming out and playing for less. The okay. money is not there right now. So I owe you I, – I have a contract where I owe the players $150 million in, in payroll. But I'm not making half my revenue. So I'm saying, listen, you got to play ball here. We want to play the season, but you got to be reasonable. If the players say, you're paying me in full or we're not playing, that's not having – a clue about what's going on in this country. There's got to be a time where, and and listen, the money's not there right now. Otherwise, the, they would contractually have the money. The question is shutting the game down or bringing the game to the country, which can use the game right now at at maybe fifty cents on the dollar. That that's the idea. Okay, that that that's that. the idea because the baseball, a lot of their revenue comes from gate receipts, and. They're probably going to be playing in front of empty stadiums. Now, the, the players should get paid something. I'm not saying they shouldn't. But they're not going to make all their money. As, as some owners have said is, I'm not going to come back and lose $300 million. I'm not going to come back and lose $300,000 a week. I'm not going to do that. So the players have said, we made our deal. We get paid in full. We agreed to, to $170 million for the first two months. We now get paid in full. Or there's nothing to talk about. Well, if there's nothing to talk about, you know what? Then everyone should just tell baseball to get lost if there's nothing how to talk strong, about. How strong do you think they're, they're digging their feet in on this? Um, I think that they will be – I think they're going to talk tough in the beginning, Paul, and I think they'll give, give in because I think they realize that – at least I hope they realize that that's a fight they can't win with this country. Yeah, the turn the people will turn on them so badly. Uh, the people want baseball back. They need baseball back. Uh, they they baseball can help heal this country. I mean, it's 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 a positive. It's something people look forward to. It, it serves a purpose. And if you serve a purpose in that regard, hey, the nicest thing somebody can say to you about uh, and thanks for the call about doing a show is, you know what? I'm glad you were there to listen to. Uh, I appreciated you being there because it's a diversion or it's entertaining or whatever. If you serve that purpose doing a show, that's rewarding. Okay, that's 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 the nicest compliment you can get at this time is when you're on the air doing that. Okay, and sometimes it's not about. And listen, I was I was not bringing up the fan people for any reason except just to make a point. When the company came and said, "Hey," 
we're going to have to lay people off unless we get a reduction in salary from our top earners. Not one person said no. Every person said yes. And that's, you know what? Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you have to understand that that's the way it works. And, and to the credit of the people there, not one person said no. Not one person. Merv in Manhattan. What's up, Merv? Hi. Uh, thank you for all of your energy in bringing these issues out to us. You are the press. You are we the people and the press, just like in the Constitution. And I just want to mention that we, you said it. I'll say it again. I say thank you a lot to all of the people that enable me to stay in my apartment. I agree. You know what? And you know what I mean? They're not. They. I. I, I say you didn't go to work. I kid around with them because we try to make humor. I say you didn't go to work on a limousine, did you? Hey, that's why people said. People said why. Someone said to me, why are they dumb enough to keep the trains and the subways open? I said, well, how would the people who are going to work for minimum wage get to work if they didn't have the subways and yeah. the trains open? They, the people who are keeping the places open that are keeping things running, like hospitals and sanitation guys and, and people who clean the hospitals and people who stock the shelves in the, in the, in the grocery stores, they don't go to work driving their own Mercedes. That's doesn't work that way. Amen. Anyway, keep up the good Thank work. You. Thank you. We've given to those uh, food banks. Well, yeah, listen, they do a great job. Listen, I, I, I always do. Topic. Well, thank you. We, anyway, thank you, keep Mer. up the good work. Thank you. And, and listen, I, I have a relationship with those folks. They do a wonderful job. And I've always felt that only thing I ever asked about where I donated money was that the money got to where it's supposed to get to. And that's what I always liked about the Tomorrow's Children's Fund is I always knew the money was going where it was supposed to go. And the same thing with this, they're not, they're not going out to dinner and, you know, entertaining people with the money. They're not driving around in limousines. They're, they're putting the money where it's supposed to go. They're putting the money to work. And that's all you ask. That's all I've ever asked for out of somebody I'm donating money to is I just want to know the money isn't going for somebody. You know, I don't want to go to a charity where 65 percent of the money or 50 percent of the money is going for expenses. All right. That's 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 a gimmick. That's not a charity. You want the charity. All right. Now. And and it's not so much as, hey, you know, they have to be 501Cs because. For you to have the money be tax deductible, it has to be a 501C. But the other thing is, that at least knows that there's some oversight. It's not enough oversight, though. You still can be spending a lot of money. You want to make sure that the people have their heart in the right place, okay? And they're run by people. And I could tell you this with, the, with uh, Why Hunger, okay? The people running that, their heart is in the right place. It's always been in the right place. And it was started by Bill Ayers and Harry Chapin. And Harry Chapin, as I told you, makes us all look bad. I don't care who it is. And Springsteen has been incredibly charitable with the people from World Hunger for years. At every place in the world, at every concert he does, he leaves tickets, he does, he does an incredible amount. But Harry Chapin did every other concert in his life for charity. Every second concert was completely for charity. I've never heard anything like that, Ever. That's on a different level than anything I've ever heard. I mean, that's just remarkable. 
Abby in Jersey. What's up, Abby? Hey, Mike, what's going on? Uh, what's I happening? remember about eight or nine, maybe even ten years ago, you mentioned that you're a Bengals fan. A what fan? Never really discussed a Cincinnati Bengals. Never said that. Not one, sorry. Not but me. Which team do you like in the NFL? I never been. I was, I mean, when I was, when I, the only team I've ever really rooted for is the Giants. Uh, and uh, and uh, I've never been a Bengals fan. Sorry, I, I never was. Sorry, okay. not me, not me. Sorry, but that thanks. But uh, you know what? Not really. I mean, I've never, I've never had a real. The only team in my life that I've ever been completely crazy about is the Yankees. That I've been with my whole life. Other than that, I rooted for people. I rooted for the Giants when I was a young kid. When I was a little older. And the Giants were terrible. I loved Roger Staubach in college, so I, I have to admit, when he played in big games, I pulled for him because I always loved Roger Staubach. Um, after that, I rooted for people. When Bill was with the Giants, I rooted for him. Um, it was more about people except for the Yankees. With the Yankees, I rooted for the Yankees no matter what. I've always rooted. That's the only team I've ever had where I rooted for them all the time. In other, in other sports, I really rooted for people. I really didn't have teams. The only team I really had in my whole life was as far as just my whole life, is the Yankees. Uh, Nick and Guilford, what's up, Nick? The article you were citing today made me think of the fact that every single date and plan that's been brought up to this point has lost against the virus. You know, yes. Been, there were plans about this and that. So I don't understand why the federal government is not fully 100%. I don't get it either. Listen, Nick, I, 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 don't, I don't get, someone would have to explain to me why five weeks ago, they did not, when every doctor, whether you listen to Gottlieb, you listen to Fauci, you listen to Hazeltine, you listen to any of these experts, every one of them says there will have to be massive testing and tracing before we are through with this. The players are telling you that they will not come back unless that is in place. What is the nation waiting for? I have no idea. I don't get it. I don't get it. I think the reason is they can't do it and they don't want to admit they can't do it. That's the only thing I can answer to is they don't have the ability to create the system. They don't have the goods. They don't have the wherewithal. They don't have the ability to create the testing system they need is the only answer that I can come up with. I don't know. I think that leadership plays a big role. But Listen, I, I cannot disagree with that for one minute, and that's why, like I said, and I don't want to turn this into a political thing, okay? But the point is, here is a perfect example, and thanks for the call. Here is a perfect example of what I have screamed about for years. It's been one of my pet things in government, and I'm a big presidency guy. I follow the presidents. I like presidential elections. I follow it very closely. I have always believed that every – I believe this my whole life. And I, I even – when I, I even presented this in college when I was in college, that the presidency should be one six-year term because I don't think – not one day should ever be spent by a president in office fundraising or thinking about a second term. Every thought, every waking thought, every thought he has should be about the good of the country, and it should never be about him being reelected because he never should be allowed to be reelected. It should be one six-year term, and if that isn't borne out by what we are watching now, then I guess people just don't get it. That should be the first thing. That's, there's a lot of things they need to correct. The first thing they need to correct is one six-year term for the presidency. It's plenty. 
once every six years, and you cannot run for re-election. Susan and John are coming up. Yankee baseball is coming up. Casamigos tequila. I apologize for my throat. Hopefully it's better by tomorrow. Uh, Casamigos tequila and the good folks uh, that uh, all the guys, George and uh, Randy and Lee and everybody, uh, brought to you by those who drink it. So we thank them for their patronage as always. Uh, Yankee baseball, Yankees and Phillies, 2009, the halcyon days of 2009 will be coming your way. And John and Susan will take uh, your calls as they do it and then after they do it too. So keep listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good evening.